Welcome to Footy Fellas, coming at you from Chicago and Minnesota. This is a special episode, lads, because first, we're recording on Valentine's Day, and second, this is our 50th episode, quite the milestone. Wow. 50. Kind of nuts. It's almost a full year. Half century. Let's go. It's true. The, the thought for this episode, this Valentine's Day episode, which you're about to hear, and which you or someone you know might have taken part of, might be a part of. It's almost a love letter to football. We wanted to touch on the romantic side of football, soccer, with it being Valentine's Day and all. And it's kind of, maybe we turn it into a an ad, you know? Wasn't that, was that Kobe's movie, short film, Love Letter to Basketball? It was. that uh, the, the stick figures, well, it was, it was, it was drawn. It was drawn, right? I don't. I gotta watch. I gotta check gotta, it again. Tell me the name it. sounds. The name sounds right, though. I don't know if you've seen it. I see. Yeah, we could turn this into a, uh, a beautiful ad, perhaps, with some Champions League music behind, faint, faint in the background. And what what you're gonna hear is a compilation of stories from our fofs about how they became a fan of the team they support. And it always amazes me that it can be something so seemingly insignificant like the team's jersey color or it could be something very significant on the flip side like fandom has been passed down through generations and their third or fourth generations fans of this club because their parents and their grandparents were also fans of the club and soccer soccer's like that you know sports are like that they unite us. They uh, they give you something to root for. There's that instant gratification. You take pride in it. Um, and sometimes, sometimes it's just an escape. You don't need to have your whole life wrapped up into it. You don't need to create a podcast about it. You can uh, you can leisurely turn it on if you remember that the game was on, and uh, and forget about whatever whatever's happening in this crazy crazy world. Absolutely, it was fun to listen to all the all the Fofs love stories for their respective clubs. And we want to thank all the Fofs who did submit uh, any audio. It's, it's been really fun to hear. 100%. Good call. Yep. Thank you for getting involved. And thank you for loving footy the way that we love footy. Because we love you. And footy loves you. Uh, and footy wanted to actually wrote you a little note. Okay. I'm going to read it to you. Real quick from footy from footy to footy, you footy to it's, it's called it's like, footy to you. It's like getting a little Valentine in class. Right. And it's one of those ones you bought from the store. So it says from right. Colon footy. Right. To, to you. Uh, it says I choo 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 choose you. It's got a little train on it. That was really nice. <laughs> so it's not even soccer related. No, that's cute though. Yeah. Yeah. I, I have a feeling that, Footy just kind of grabbed it at Walgreens and <laughs> ran, ran it over. Didn't even really look. It's oh, it's two. It says a uh, dear grandma. Wow. All right, it's just a grandma card. <laughs> just faxed a bunch of or uh, copied in the, in the printer a bunch of these to grandma. Seemed like the easiest thing, and they forgot to cross. They forgot to cross out to grandma. Yep. Very lazy, but <laughs> the thought is what counts, right? Or lack thereof, but nonetheless. <laughs> Footy, what a character. You know, guys, I don't know if intern pierre ever submitted any audio about his favorite team um is he i mean i think he's he's with you guys right 
I mean, he's in the back room, but yeah, he's with us, kind of. Yeah, he's forever with us. Do you guys want to ask if he wants to, you know, come on air and tell us a little bit about his team, or is he nervous? Is he shy? Uh, he's uh, he's pretending like he can't hear us. Actually, this is kind of awkward. <laughs> Hold on. Hey, Pierre. No. No. He's, Pierre. he's not even. He's not even looking. Yeah. I mean, he can hear that he's the one sound mixing this thing right now. So I don't, he's, he's not hiding it well. <laughs> the good news is that this love letter is already pretty complete. It's very elaborate and it has many parts, which you're about to enjoy. And we'll be back with you next week. So enjoy. Enjoy. <laughs> enjoy. Enjoy. <laughs> Bienvenidos. Collins of Ranks FC here. I became a Fulham fan a long time ago. Um, it was my granddad's club when he came over from Ireland. He passed it on to his sons, my dad and his brothers. Uh, and I'm third generation, so it was it wasn't so much a choice, I think, as as an obligation uh, to be a Fulham fan growing up in West London, kind of a stone's throw down from Craven Cottage. It was well, it was either going to be Fulham or QBR. So I'm just glad that I ended up on the black and white and not the blue and white side of West London. Cheers. My name is Ben, I'm 15, and I'm from New Jersey. My hometown is known for two teams, NYCFC and the New York Red Bulls in the MLS. And simply, the way I chose between them when I was younger was based on their color, blue or red. And when I was younger, I loved the color blue, so I was like, you know what, I'll just be a fan of them. And I didn't really focus on soccer that much when I was younger, I think... Basketball and football were my main thing, but fast forward two or three years later from when they were created, I realized that I started to fall in love with the game again. So I went to my first ever game in Philadelphia, actually, when uh, NYCFC and uh, Philadelphia Union played. And I believe 2018, it was decision day. It was a huge game. We arrived and... It seemed like everyone was so happy. I mean, from both sides, all the fans were so excited for this game to happen. And I think uh, I immediately just fell in love with it. I mean, the passion was there. You could see that every fan wanted to be there. Every fan wanted to see a good game. And I think that was super important. I mean, as the game went on, it was so electric. The atmosphere was amazing. And I just had a fun time. And I mean... uh, all the fans were extremely nice. I mean, they told me about their experiences. Uh, they've been in love with this team for many years, a few years. But, uh, yeah, I mean, now I'm part of the third rail, which is their uh, supporters group. And I think uh, I, like, got to connect with them in the MLS's back tournament. Uh, we watched the games virtually together. And I think I'm one of the youngest members in the third rail. So it's really, really cool. And it's a fun thing that me and my dad get to do. So I think, yeah, and, uh Everyone's really nice there. I love it. And yeah, 
that's kind of the story about how I fell in love with NYCSC. We are NYCSC, from the Bronx all the way down to the Battery. We are NYCSC, NYC, NYC, we are NYCSC. I uh, had a friend back in high school whose dad played uh, soccer for the Tar Heels at UNC. And um, they kind of pulled me towards liking UNC and the real deciding factor there for me was the color of the team, light blue. It's like my favorite color. So yeah, nothing too sentimental, but I just liked the color. (laughs) And then that kind of guided me towards Man City. And uh, I mean, it helped that they had a great team, but ultimately it was all about my favorite color. Becoming an Arsenal fan is actually a pretty romantic story, very fitting uh, for Valentine's Day because I remember trying to choose a team um, as I was watching the Premier League on the weekends in around like middle school time of my life, and it's pretty romantic because I remember thinking the way they played was so beautiful, and it was so clear that they wanted to play with with a beautiful style and not only win but win with class and and win by playing in a style that was pleasing to the eye. And I think that's what Arsene Wenger really epitomized for me. Um, so that's what drew me to the club um, originally. And that was when there were such creative, dynamic players all playing together, like Jack Wilshere and Aaron Ramsey, Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain, and um, like Theo Walcott. So for me, it really was very romantic very romantic not so much anymore now it's more like being a hopeless romantic to be an Arsenal fan but what are you going to do Jack Wilshire Kuzola Giroud Giroud again Jack Wilshire it's stunning from Arsenal beautiful beautiful football and Jack Wilshire was there to finish it off the story of my love affair with the boys in blue began long ago in 2009 when the Vikings lost to the Saints in the NFC Conference Championship game. My young heart was broken and crying myself to sleep that night, wrapped in my Brett Favre jersey, I promised myself that I would A, never care about the Vikings again, and B, I would never let a team hurt me like that again. Fast forward to the end of the 2020 season, Chelsea is looking nice. Tammy and Pulisic are tossing in goals like I slammed dirty drawers into my hamper. There was a promise there, and that promise turned into major hype over the offseason, with Chelsea adding a ton of young talent to their team looking to make a run at the title. Now, I've been keeping my eye on Chelsea for a couple of seasons, but this was all I needed to jump on the bandwagon. I'll be honest, I'm a bandwagon fan through and through, but this season has been different. This season has been filled with excitement and promise for the Blues, but it has also brought about the harsh reality that championship teams aren't bought, and they're not even made by tossing 11 great young athletes onto the field. A team takes time and love and hunger to build. You know what? I think I'm ready to open my heart again, and I look forward to cheering on the boys in blue for many years to come. Space of a couple of minutes for the 
I remember it like it was yesterday. I believe I was six or seven years old, and it was time for me to get my first pair of real cleats. Uh, nothing, not the hand-me-downs, not the not the cousin hand-me-downs. My own real pair of cleats. Dad walked me into a sports authority, uh, and there I saw on the shelf, red and white David Beckham Predators in the flesh. Uh, I knew right then and there that those were the cleats I wanted to support, um, and who who better to uh, who better to look up to than the glorious. Um, God himself and David Beckham sporting those boots in all of his glory. Uh, I knew right then and there that the Red Devils were going to be my team. Uh, David Beckham was going to be my idol. Every time I wore those cleats, I thought of Man U. I thought of David Beckham. Uh, and that's really the first the first true memory of when I really fell in love with the game of soccer. This is Beckham. Great goal. Super goal by David Beckham. A strike of real quality. I grew up in a football family. It was always on, and Sunday was our, our holy day um, where we would just sit down and enjoy um, all the games all day. And when I was five years old, I remember pretty vividly, it was like my first real moment uh, that I remember falling in love with Arsenal, and it was Dennis Burkamp and his goal that he scored against Newcastle where... The ball came into him from Robert Perez, and he just opened up his body and flicked it around the opposite way, almost defying physics, and spun around and then kind of shoved the Newcastle defender down and then just coolly slotted it home. And I've seen that goal a thousand times, and as a kid I saw it, and I was just so blown away. And I went outside and I practiced every single day doing that, and... I've been Arsenal ever since. Burkamp. That's magnificent. Hey, what's up? I'm Inzenio. I've been a soccer player my entire life. I've been a soccer coach now for 16 years. And uh, the, the moment I fell in love with soccer was the moment that I realized no matter where I went in the world, I could, uh, I could make friends with the ball. And uh, language was no longer a barrier. It's just a matter of playing the game, having some fun, and making connections. I think is true with many American soccer fans. It was difficult to get access to Premier League games growing up, and I resorted to a DVD that I had of the best goals and matches of the first 10 years of the Premier League. So I was really a fan of players, Matt Letizier, Alan Shearer, Ruud Van Nistelrooy, and it wasn't until the 2013 season where I watched Luis Suarez absolutely tearing up the league with his tenacity, goal-scoring ability, passing ability, that I really fell in love with Liverpool. And as a fan of the Boston Red Sox and John Henry, when you know they bought stake in that team, it really felt like a solid match for me. And watching those games on NBC Sports when they first brought it to America was, was eye-opening and revolutionary. And seeing the team grow over those past 10 years has really been incredibly fun to be a part of. And uh, you'll never walk alone. Suarez! Torres put it wide! Goodness me! That's curling in, just not quite enough. 
Spectacular volley. Uh, while I was growing up, my dad was always working, so I didn't really get to see him much. And whenever I did see him, he was usually on the couch watching a game. He'd fall asleep to La Liga games and Premier League games, but never for Mexican League games, especially if Chivas was playing. A lot of yelling and a lot of cursing in Spanish is mostly what I remember, but those were the best games because he was just so animated. Um, Chivas isn't really good now, but it's a team I think we're always going to support. Hopefully we can fly down to Mexico and watch a game live when the pandemic is over. So I've been a Arsenal fan uh, or uh, a gooner as we are called since I since I could remember since I watched started watching soccer which was about eight years old and that came from uh, my soccer coach that I've had for basically my whole life uh, this guy named Brooksy and um, I still remember uh, when the first team I played on this t- town, just just a team in my town, uh, we were trying to come up with a name, um, and this was before I, I even knew right from left. I, I I barely knew knew how to put my underwear on, and uh, our whole team came up with uh, the Flames, and uh, Brooksy, who was our coach, after everybody left. Him and my dad, who was like the the assistant, um, they decided, uh, you know, the the name we came up with was the Flames, and they uh, after everybody was gone, they they decided to just completely veto that and uh, instead make our name the uh, the Pelham Arsenal, and that's really where it started. Since then. Uh, I've been a diehard gooner. So I've been a lifelong Chelsea fan because I was born in London and grew up in a small town called Kingston-upon-Thames. So as a Southwest Londoner by origin, um, Chelsea was really my home team. Stamford Bridge was like a 30-minute drive away with no traffic from my home. And one of our family favorite dinner spots was right in that area as well. And even now, the Chelsea women's home stadium is Kings Meadow, which is in Kingston and literally walking distance of, of where I lived. And one of my childhood memories, I remember once going to a Chelsea Southampton home game with my younger sister and my dad and it was just electric because I think at the it was it was one of Zola's last home games and it was just truly an unforgettable memory that really cemented my love for that stadium and the team so it sounds really cheesy but Chelsea is really a piece of my home and my childhood so yeah go Blues Header on by Chapman and Luco is up there as well Oh, what a goal that is! Jilly Flaherty! 
So when I was seven years old, I just watched Manchester United lift the FA Cup. And as a seven-year-old boy, I was naturally wanted to support the best team. So I wanted to support Man United. But my dad said, no, you're from Southampton, so you'll be a Southampton fan. So instead of watching countless league titles, FA Cups, Champions League, trophy successes, I've had the football supporters' life of relegation scraps and mid-table mediocrity. And I wouldn't have it any other way. soccer came from watching Mia Hamm, Brianna Scurry, Michelle Akers, Christine Lilly, Julie Foudy, and the rest of the 99ers. The women's national team inspired me and a generation of women's soccer players. The 99 Women's World Cup was one of the first moments that I can remember watching women play soccer on TV. The quality of soccer, the intensity of the effort, and the electricity of the crowd blew my mind. It was an important moment on so many levels important for women's sports, important for soccer in the United States, but the tournament in general represented a sea of change in many ways and showed the world just how compelling the women's game was. also means that the USA could win the World Cup on this next kick. Chastain will take it. I'd say I first became a Chelsea fan when I was playing FIFA 08 and I was playing my brother Colin he chose Arsenal that was his team my brother Kevin he chose Manchester United and I said why not this team that's the color blue I like blue and all of a sudden I was not only thinking I like the color blue I was thinking blue is the color because I was hitting bangers with Michael Bollock, Frank Lampard, defending my heart out with John Terry, it quickly became clear that I was going to be a Chelsea fan for life. And here I am today, cheering on the likes of Mason Mount, Christian Pulisic, and some other true gems that just really make the game, the beautiful game, makes first some 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 wonderful Saturdays, some breathtaking Sundays, and heck, really keeps me going during those long work days too. Anyway, hope you're doing well. Well, see you later. Maluda. He's just so good on the ball, isn't he? Will he cross? Cross. So I am a Tottenham fan. Um, and I won't lie, a big factor in that was the Amazon uh, All or Nothing series. That's what sort of solidified it. But I think uh, where where the depth of fandom really came out for me was uh, both growing up as a Knicks fan um, and having the Knicks be like the only underdog part of New York City left. Like it's the only part of New York that... Uh, is sort of undervalued at this point. That sort of sucks. Um, and uh, I like that in Tottenham as well. I like that they're an underdog 
in North London, right next to a much more storied club. Uh, Tottenham to me is sort of like the former fat kid club, which I also strongly identify with. And uh, watching the ethos of their fandom and not just watching them play, but how uh, I just like the pluckiness of like asserting that we're good now. And like, we have to constantly like prove ourselves. Uh, I also live with an Arsenal fan who is like constantly referencing like the FA cup in like 1988 or whatever the fuck. And like, I love that people like can't get over the fact that Tottenham is kind of nice now, even though we're sucking huge ass at the moment. Um, and Mourinho should be fired probably. Um, but yeah, Tottenham, the former fat kid club, uh, chip on their shoulder, uh, always kind of good, never quite there. Um, always something to aspire to. And yeah, baby, let's go Spurs. Son has a shot. Where to start with United? Um, you know, I don't remember a, a day in my life not being a supporter. Um, growing up in the U.S., um, you know, when I was about five, like the only teams that were really televised were the big six um, and even more so Man United just being so dominant. Um, you know, these guys are my heroes growing up. Really every, every player, um, even outside of United, but I think the connection that really deepened my ties to the squad was just learning more and more uh, as I grew up and started playing club about the academy and um, the the roots of the club, developing talent, having so many homegrown guys that just um, bled for the club and died, died for the club and uh, put it out there every single game. And, um, you know, it's impossible to not appreciate and respect that. Um, obviously a massive, massive, massive organization at this point with a lot of great things to come, but um, you know, the passion on the field, simply, simply put, I mean, I grew up having a, a wall banger of Wayne Rooney on my wall. Um, and you know, that's just one of the many players that I loved and respected. And as a goalkeeper, uh, connecting to Tim Howard's brief stint with, uh, with United really put me over the edge. So, um, you know, putting it real simply, you and I, TED. I started watching Manchester United way back in the days of the 2002-2003 Premier League season, really before you could even get the Prem on the telly in the States. Uh, the first game I remember watching was a 6-2 route of the then great Newcastle United um, Paul Scholes had a hat-trick in that one, and I believe Ruud van Nistelrooy capped it off with a penalty. Um, from that moment on, I knew I had found a team that I loved. Um, you know, highlights for me include the great matchups between Mourinho's Chelsea and Sir Alex's United. Um, of course, that famous night in Moscow where we took home our last Champions League title. 
and you know some really great derbies over the years especially with city thinking of course of that very famous wayne rooney bike um you know we can that will never get old but i have to say one of the players that really made me fall in love with the club was none other than sir alex siding patrice evra who people forget did struggle a bit at first but really ended up coming into his own in that side tearing up the left side for years winning multiple titles with united and becoming a true leader on that team um it's just always a side that i have loved through thick and thin i'm very happy to say that i think we are once again on the up and up and on that note i say up the red devils you know when i come in to that pitch that stadium and you know we got the best fun in the world you know even when sometimes you have a bad day they're always like pushing you and it's just the connection with me and the fan in old trafford was just amazing i i feel really invincible when i was playing in old trafford Dylan Hoy here, Wesleyan Men's Soccer Class of 2017. Um, so I became a United fan in 2003. Uh, an Irish family moved down the street from me, and they had a kid my age. Uh, we eventually became friends, and you know I would go over and hang out at his house and on weekends. Him and his dad would be watching United games, um, and this was like peak rivalry uh, with with Thierry Henry's Arsenal, uh, and then a few years later, you know Chelsea. Um, right around the time Ronaldo joined as well uh, and just a very exciting time for the club um, really just exciting football to be watched uh, and and I kind of just fell in love with the club and, and you know loved the, the, the atmosphere that the family created in watching these games um, and yeah I mean even the, the, the playing style and, and a lot of the players at the time shaped the way that I played uh, my game back in the day um, and yeah, couldn't be uh, couldn't be prouder to be a United fan to this day. You know, there's uh, there's been some ups and downs since then, but um, yeah, glory, glory, Man United. on FIFA. Now I'm just kidding. Um, when I was at camp, the first time I ever played soccer, I don't know, I was like 10 or 11 years old, and uh, I was playing with a kid who was from London, and he had a Thierry Henry jersey, and we were, I don't know, we were close friends, and at the end of it, he gave me the Henry jersey as a gift, because it was just too small for him anymore. And so that's my first soccer jersey ever, and uh Good enough a reason as any to like them, besides having like greatest manager in history, Arsene Wenger, true philosopher, gentleman beyond all measure. I mean, I could keep going on, but um, you know, legends like 
Schmack and Squilacci, you know, it's hard. Hard not to love that team. Hi there, this is Maxwell Aaron Jones. I'm a contributor to Footy Fellows. Um, I'm an avid Manchester United fan, and uh, my love for Manchester United was ignited, sparked, kindled by my coaches growing up. In the early and mid-2000s, if ever I was learning how to play um, any position on the field, maybe this is extreme, but it felt like it, any position, um, Coaches used Manchester United as a reference point. And if I was to play left mid, it was Cristiano Ronaldo who played that position. Or right back, it was Gary Neville. Or center mid, it was Paul Scholes. And um, well, I suppose left mid also could have been gigs. There's a lot of gigs thrown around. But nonetheless, I had grown up thinking inherently that Manchester United was correct and was good uh, all the time. So that happened. I was indoctrinated. But I also fell in love with Cristiano Ronaldo, who was unbelievable to watch. And uh, I don't think I was an avid United fan in 2005 and 2006, but um, he is the main reason I needed needed to watch all of their games. And um, I think from then on, Manchester United or Cristiano's successes were were mine and their losses were were also mine. So um, it's nice to see that they're winning a little bit more. Either way, that's why I love Manchester United. Thank you. Too far for Ronaldo to think about it. Oh! Absolutely sensational! He went through Almunia, beaten for pace. And Manchester United have scored twice in a little more than 10 minutes here. And Cristiano Ronaldo has matched the scorcher he scored in Porto. Icy here with some Valentine's Day Liverpool love. I have to partially thank Max Jones for becoming a Liverpool fan. Never much watched Premier League games. Never had a stake in a team. I knew the big names, both Manchester teams, Chelsea. But to be honest, Liverpool kind of seemed like a team on the back burner in the Premier League. Once Jones got me playing fantasy soccer, I started watching a lot more games. It was at this point I started to pay attention to Liverpool. I knew Mohamed Salah had scored 32 goals in one season at Liverpool, and then the next season they were in this title race, came down to the final game with City. And I was paying attention. I had heard about them in the, in the media. They were starting to not be this backburner team. And it wasn't until I witnessed one of the best Champions League games ever, where Liverpool beat Barcelona 4-0, that I fully commit to being a Liverpool, Liverpool fan. Yes, I admit it is a bandwagon start to my support, but I will forever remain a Liverpool fan. 12 minutes to go in normal time. Liverpool 3-0. Call it, take it quickly, Origi! Yeah! This is Eli of the infamous and famous Footy Fellas. 
I became a Chelsea fan in high school. And prior to high school, I hadn't watched too much soccer, EPL or otherwise. But entering high school, there was a nice older player on the team named Michael. If you're listening, Michael, this one's for you, who was a Chelsea fan and loved talking up Lampard and Ashley Cole and Terry and all the other Chelsea greats who were still playing at the time and just loved the team and loved the sport. And I appreciated that he knew what he was doing and like playing with him on the pitch. And so I started watching the EPL. And of course, I leaned towards Chelsea because that was the only team I'd really heard someone speak about and learned to love their players. And my fandom has probably shrunk over time where now I will say I'm only half-heartedly a Chelsea supporter versus some of the other incredibly passionate fans you've heard from today. But I do support Chelsea. And thank you, Michael, and all the Michaels out there that have shared their love for the game of footy with others around them. Hey, 